Hi everyone, this is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making other people healthier in this world. Really excited today to have Michael Greeley on the show. Michael is a co-founder and general partner at Flare Capital Partners. They vote with their dollars and they have a lot of interesting, uh, various different investments in the healthcare space. I don't want to steal his thunder. Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks, Anthony. Thrilled to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So first of all, thank you for making time. No, it's busy always. It's great and refreshing to do these shows, episodes, and really ground and talk about some interesting healthcare topics. But tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about your background. What are the series of events in, in your past? Transport us, take us back, and tell us a little bit about your story. Uh, yeah, so it's not nearly as interesting as the healthcare story that I, I know we're about to get into, but um, just in, in a few sentences, I've, I've been in the investment business for over probably 25 years. Uh, actually, was an organic chemist in college uh, and was expecting to go to medical school like many healthcare venture investors. Uh, uh, most Many do go on to medical school and many um, uh, get derailed. So I ended up going to business school at Harvard. And uh, when I graduated, was uh, quickly in, uh, entered the investment business, uh, and as you, you mentioned, I, I was a co-founder of, of my current firm, Flare Capital Partners, about five years ago, uh, and and really the the insights I think at, at that time were, were probably twofold. Um, and the audience is going to be very smart and conversant around the transformation of the business of healthcare. So I think that to all of us is sort of irrefutably obvious, um, but probably less well understood. I thought the venture model, venture capital model was was changing in pretty profound ways, uh, particularly around how investors in our world, limited partners, were, were looking at firms like ours to, to partner invest in. Uh, and so we raised uh, one of the larger dedicated uh, independent healthcare tech funds five years ago. Um, uh, and that is now fully committed to 17. We think great companies were thrilled with the portfolio. Um, and so, uh, and, and what was been interesting about the way we constructed the, the limited partner base was a number of them are strategic investors, uh, uh, alongside a number of more traditional financial investors like sovereign wealth funds and family offices. But, but all of the investors are looking at this enormous industry and, and, uh, you know, quite quite obviously, seeing the potential to build really big, important uh, new healthcare tech companies, and so that's uh, that's what we set out to do every day. And we, we're thrilled with the progress and the market opportunity. Actually, I think it's only gotten more compelling since we uh, raised that last fund uh, four years ago, four and a half years yeah. ago. No, congrats on that fund and, and deploying it in some really interesting places. And then obviously, you know, obviously you guys are voting with your dollars. You're sitting on some interesting boards. You're, you're observing some interesting boards uh, with some, some really promising startups in some different spaces. Uh, that being said, tell us a little bit about a topic in healthcare that you're passionate about, you're very enthused about. Love to hear a little bit more and, you know, also why you're enthused about that area. Yeah, so... Um so it's a, it's a obviously the most critical question we probably ask ourselves every day, and you know, in, in some sense, we're trying to anticipate what's going to be important five, you know, to seven years from now. So, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a, a crystal ball, uh, you know, gazing process. But we have five investment themes, um, and there is 
compelling when we kind of articulated them to our investors uh, five years ago as they are today. Uh, there are a couple nuances that I think have emerged uh, that will be much more uh, uh, evident in the new fund in that portfolio. Um, the, the great promise for technology in healthcare is how do you extend, uh, uh, for me, one of my passions, how do you extend world-class care uh, to the most disadvantaged populations in the country? And so cost and uh, non uh, care in non-traditional settings, you know, at a very different cost structure, uh, at the right time of day, the right type of clinician. And so as we see kind of that intelligence more more permeate throughout the healthcare delivery system, I think we're going to see over this next kind of cycle uh, uh, some really interesting and hopefully commercially viable solutions that service the Medicare, Medicaid population mm -hmm. uh, and some of those really disadvantaged um, uh, members of, of our you know, of our country, of our society. You know, and it measures obviously in tens of millions of, of people that are effectively disenfranchised and excluded. Um, and then, you know, as part of that, we think there's going to be uh, some really interesting, novel, risk-bearing uh, entities that are going to get created. And so, you know, maybe we're in kind of version 2.0 of healthcare tech, uh, where the first wave of companies were, were maybe more lighter solutions, app-based solutions that, that didn't really drive deep clinical value. And so, you know, we're we're expecting the new fund that we'll see a lot more uh, risk risk-bearing entities, the implication is they'll require a lot more capital. They may be uh, longer uh, to scale, but that they'll they'll actually have really profound impact on care outcomes, reducing costs um, if, if they have, you know, real deep clinical utility. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's really exciting. Um, some interesting possibilities with the new slated, you know, convergence of technology and then verticalization as well. Um, you know, into these like Medicare, Medicaid segments. Can you, can, maybe you can detail out a little bit, obviously, you, you know, you guys are involved with a lot of different early stage companies and some of those are, you know, maturing as companies as your fund matures as well. Can you tell us a little bit about day in the life of like a before and after, like, you know, what was the market like, you know, before maybe one of your, your startups or, or one of these services came to fruition and then what's, what's it going to look like, you know, after, that services has been, you know, distributed. Like, what what changes yeah. from a patient's perspective, maybe? Yeah. So that terrific question. So we we look at any opportunity principally through two lenses. One is does it reduce cost in the near term, measured in months or quarters, and then secondly, does it have an impact uh, uh, impact on outcomes? Uh, uh, in the medium term is measured in a few years. So, mm -hmm. you know, as you look through that frame, uh, th that lens, um, we saw some pretty interesting opportunities, for instance, around transportation. And so we seeded a company called Circulation. Uh, we've actually since sold it. It was a terrific investment that had partnered with Uber and Lyft. So on the back of, you know, kind of existing, you know, yet new transport infrastructure could you in a very disruptive way move people through the healthcare system and dramatically reduce missed appointments or get people into clinical trials or mm -hmm. I mean, you can think of the, the myriad number of cases so to your question is sort of before and after you know typical hospital was struggling with 25 plus percent uh, missed appointment rates you know when they use a service like circulation 
um, which is leveraging Uber and Lyft. It's the Uber and Lyft drivers. They don't know that they're moving a circulation patient or a member. Mm. You know, the convenience convenience skyrockets, costs drop dramatically, and lo and behold, people get um, get to their appointments. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we we you know, as we kind of scratched the surface of something just around transportation, we didn't realize the enormity of the issue. And so, you know, as I just step back and reflect on uh, clinical workflow, the operational workflow in healthcare, those types of opportunities are everywhere. And the ability to take, you know, success stories in other industries and kind of reskin them for healthcare or translate them for healthcare applications is enormously interesting. And so that was just an easy one because you could see, you know, kind of impact on, on all levels, you know, bef- the day before to the day after of using a service like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, and, you know, it was a, it kind of validated what we thought was the investment thesis. The company was sold recently for, as I said, it was a terrific outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, are there other opportunities like that in, uh, I don't know, is there an Airbnb equivalent in healthcare? Are there PayPal mm-hmm. equivalents? Just think of all the other big monster successes. Can you, can you translate them into healthcare? And so we, we spent some time thinking about that. Yeah, no, it's 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 super exciting. And, and, and congrats, you know, on circulation. I mean, um, you know, we talk a lot about social determinants of health on this show. And obviously when it comes to, you know, transportation, you know, critical core piece that I think traditionally in our healthcare system, not necessarily has been overlooked, but, you know, only there wasn't really a way for, uh, you know, providers and, and uh, service companies to be able to fill the gap other than, you know, hey, call an ambulance or get a friend to come get you, right? And um, it's yeah. not funny at all, but, you know, there's so much opportunity now to at least address the transportation uh, issue. Um, obviously, there's so many other social determinants of health. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting you mentioned about Airbnb. I think I saw an article, I was too lazy to, to tap on the article and click on it, but it was something along the lines of Airbnb, now focusing on you know making sure cancer patients have a have a, a place to say if I, if if, if yeah. I'm gonna if I'm gonna guess the content of the article I'll have to go back and re- read the whole thing through but it's a really fascinating yeah. time you guys have played some interesting bets too like on like well talk um, you know um, you know HIPAA compliance and like data security like with health verity uh, etc but can you tell us a little bit more about you know another topic uh, or area in healthcare. Um, that you're really excited about as well. That you know, obviously, you know, this Airbnb, this capacity model, maybe for healthcare plus Airbnb is of interest. What else is an interesting space to you? Uh, so areas that are interesting that we've frankly struggled to, to figure out the right uh, platform for us to to invest in. You'd mentioned social determinants earlier. You know, we think it's enormously compelling, and the you know whatever you see the data, seventy or eighty percent of one's well-being is determined by those types of factors. Uh, but is there a commercial model there, or should social determinants be managed um, more as part of the overall clinical uh, protocols? And so we have a company called Iora Health. I'm on the board of. It's uh, you know we think a terrific company managing Medicare Advantage members really holistically, and they take on that obligation, responsibility of managing social determinants. So we, we think there's a big opportunity in social determinants, what the right business model is. We, we've kind of scratched our heads on. Uh, uh, we look at behavioral, like every venture firm is looking at behavioral. Again, we haven't made an investment, but you know we, we're committed to being in that space. And it's, you know, it's clear that the Opportunities are enormous and wildly underserved. Um, uh, and then, you know, I think there's a whole set of 
you know, sort of disease-specific, mm-hmm. as I said earlier, risk-bearing entities uh, that will emerge that will that you know on a subcapitated basis may manage patients uh, very differently. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, the ones that exist, we see you know real, really interesting impact and reduction on costs. And as I said uh, earlier. You know that is a that is a lens that we look at a lot of these things through, and what we're we're seeing is the companies in our portfolio, like Iora or Bright Health, that can tell a compelling mm-hmm. cost reduction impact story with real attribution. So the the key issue is that you get credit for that. That mm-hmm. it's not you know that you really own that that impact. Uh, mm-hmm. They're scaling very quickly, and or they're able to raise capital at very attractive mm-hmm. uh, valuation. So um, you know if you look at Look at the world through those lenses. You know the areas that we've ticked off. We think have all those attributes to build successful companies in. I love it. I love it. Yeah. No, it's it's really exciting, and a lot of these pieces are converging, like on the cost side, right? And unlocking some of these pieces are unlocking those opportunities, uh, and so it's it's paving the way for these interesting new business models where they weren't so obvious, like just even eighteen months ago, right? Or, or definitely not thirty six months ago, but. Um, Michael, can you tell us a little bit about predictions? Obviously, not to not to put you in the Nostradamus seat, but um, tell us a little <laughs> bit about what you what you predict in the future when it comes to like the vis- like future of healthcare, right? This payer provider world. Uh, most say, you know, these worlds are coming together. They'll start to talk more. You know, um, the the Bright Health model, the Iora Iora models, and some of the other healthcare investments you guys have these these subjects and theses that you're investing and are going to mature even more and more and compound right but not to lead the witness but tell us tell us a little bit about your vision of healthcare in the future what does that look like and pick any horizon whether it's you know 10 days from now or 10,000 years from now (laughs) yeah so um i'll make two comments one is uh you know the arm wrestling we're seeing between the pair and provider and who's going to manage any one of our Kind of arc of our journey. Who's going to manage that spend? How we access care? Uh, uh, you know, be that kind of uh, resource to manage any of our journeys through the healthcare system. Uh, I, I tend to have a slight pref- bias towards. You know, I think that forces a convergence, and so mm. I'm, I'm hesitant to pick. You know, who wins that battle, payer or provider? But you know, I know for myself. You know, I identify healthcare more doctor centric. So I think that whatever the entity emerges, it'll have a very heavy services clinical component to it. And they'll be tasked with helping me, you know, navigate the entire journey. So I think Mm -hmm. there's a, to your point, I think there's kind of a forcing consolidating function. The reason why I'm so excited about what we're doing. um, And as I said, I'm I'm old, I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, I look at the advertising industry, $200 billion. Uh, and over the last 20 years, it's been kind of re-architected. And out of that process came, you know, multi-hundred million dollar, billion dollar companies, Facebook, Google, you know, Twitter. Just think of all the literally hundreds and hundreds of great venture-backed companies. And now I pivot and look at healthcare. It's mm-hmm. 15 times larger than the U.S. advertising industry. And so to me, there's a sense of inevitability that yeah. we will build enormously interesting companies. It'll be harder. There are they're freaking hard companies to build because they're getting, right. you know, barrage from all different angles, the regulatory, the, you know, it's a complicated, uh, chaotic industry right now. But over time, it feels to me so inevitable that really big, big venture back companies will emerge from that. 
And if you have the centering, of, you know, if the framework is there's all this, the services are going to aggregate around this kind of uh, integrated model, care model. Uh, and what are all the supporting infrastructure point solutions that need to be a part of that? I just think you're going to see enormously big company. I think we're just beginning to start to see that with, you know, PillPack, Flatiron. You can, you're beginning to see yeah. emerging winners. And, you know, it'll probably take three times as long as any other industry, but they right. may be five times as large. Right. Right. Yeah, I love it too. Yeah, no, it, it does seem like, you know, there's pioneers um, that have to blaze a trail for this new frontier. But as, you know, these these initial ones, yeah, like the Flatirons and the Pill Packs and um, super exciting though, as they pave the way, right? Once they pave the way, they're ushering in this whole other like sub process that supports like the future macro world of what healthcare is supposed to look like. And then there's, you know, there's so much more innovation that to be unlocked. So I, I, I appreciate this greatly couple things i appreciate you know your investment your investment thesis the investments you guys are making and obviously you know just leading the pack you know there's a lot of vc firms out there that kind of dip a toe in healthcare you guys are in it you guys are taking some serious bets but you know they're obviously you know paying off but most most importantly what i love the most I, I, and our listeners love the most is that it's changing lives right you know you're, we're in a business yeah. that directly impacts people's well-being it impacts you know head of households you know, if there's one piece of service or one message or one extra ride that can occur to someone that saves their life, that that makes a difference, and that, that it's it's a super profound yep. profession, obviously, to be in. Um, and so, and, and right. it's also recharging for me to hear that. Yeah, they are hard businesses to build. Uh, I'm building one, right? And so, so you need you need unhumanistic uh, resilience uh, building these types of companies, but. It obviously right. takes the crazy ones to, to be in this resilient industry to, to pave the way, but know in their hearts that what they're That's doing right. is making a difference. That's Michael, right. this was really That's great. Right. I, I didn't want to take too much time on today. You know, I think you've hit us with some really good bullet points and some really good theses to take away and some good predictions uh, about the future that I'm excited to, to see us marching towards. Um, let me ask you, Michael, what would be a good way for our listeners to engage with you if, if they would be, if, if you want people to reach out to you? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, so email, very straightforward, Michael at flarecapital.com, F-L-A-R-E. Uh, and people should check out the website uh, and see, you know, if there's a match to kind of the areas that we're focusing on or any of our existing portfolio companies is as you know, when uh, venture-backed companies raise capital, they immediately turn around and hire a bunch of people. So they're all actively looking to scale the team. So we'd be thrilled to engage with anybody uh, who, who's interested in the spaces that we're focused on. Super, super. We'll link to that in the show notes. And this was super exciting, Michael. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for sharing Great. your passion. Anthony, and my pleasure. Absolutely, absolutely. To our listeners super. out there, Great this is job. The, uh, thank you so much. And uh, you know, to our listeners out there, this is the Pop Health Show. This is for people that have a passion for health. Uh, Michael, again, thank you so much. This was great. All the best. We'll speak soon. Thanks so much.